Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jengaship Edithel, Lauren Oboe Crazy Urban, and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we are streaming yeah. now. Well, good to know, because I'm Yay. Jack. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lauren. And we are Glib Shark. We have a great deal to talk about, and a guest actually waiting in the wings who we'll talk to in a little bit. But first, as always, maybe not today at first, but it turns out now we do. We have the lovely, the talented, the amazing Obo Crazy. I mean, she was going to be here no matter what. Let me get that part clear. But today she actually is here to do something we call This Week in Geek. How are you, Lauren? So here's the problem. I haven't been sent that article yet. Uh oh. So what, what did Jules say it was about? It was. Uh, let me. I wasn't expecting. It was a. <laughs> it was a species of dinosaur that was named after D and D. Hang on, let me grab it. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's a user submitted fact. Although, does it really count yes. as user submitted if it's not submitted? Well, so here's the thing. I wasn't going to do uh, a This Week in Geek this week because we have other more important things to talk about. We started a little bit late. And then friend of the show, as we like to say, Jules, uh, who you all know from Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, said, oh, but you have to talk about this article that I saw and where they named, a, I guess, a dinosaur after a D&D character. And I went, well, I kind of have to talk about that. So she was going to send me the the link to the article and i just haven't gotten it yet which is probably my fault but that's okay um so yeah maybe we'll just go on with our lives and that's all for this week in geek i'm over crazy and sometimes phones suck wow I'll, I'll look it up while we're while we're doing this but i yeah you know in the meantime the world is indeed a strange place, as you almost saw just now. If you have a fact you want read live and on the air, you should send it to Lauren at obocrazy.com. And while you're at it, go to glibshark.com, which is our website. That's where you can go to get past episodes of classic late night Jenga Jam, like the one where uh, Mike and Matt Chapman from Homestar Runner, remember that? We were on very early on in the proceedings, almost 10 years ago. Uh, all-time buttcast. We get to see uh, internet luminaries like uh, Barbara Dunkelman, Mary Sarah took me down, and so on, and so on and so forth. In their early, early primordial, day, primordial days, um, classic, well, modern day Glib Shark. We just see us talk and shoot the breeze and be awesome. And then, of course, Dungeons and Dragons and Junks, the house of all of our content. But that is enough vamping for now. Were we able to find that article, or do we need to vamp some more? Because I got a story. I found an article about from December about a newly discovered spider species that got named after the Harry Potter sorting hat, which is not quite D&D &D or dinosaurs. But, but it, could it, just, it could work. It could work. Yeah. 
So if you take a look at this picture of the spider that they're talking about, it really does look like this this thing is a sorting hat. It's it's a little weird. It's got the same shape and everything. Uh, three scientists in India discovered the new spider species and named it after the enchanted hat after noticing the striking similarities. The species is called, oh God, here we go. Exrovisiga Gryffindori, after the hat's original owner, which is Godric Gryffindor. In the book, the sorting hat designates which house you end up in when you go to the magical school of Hogwarts. So this uniquely shaped spider derives its name from the fabulous, sentient, magical artifact, the sorting hat. And they, because when uh, scientists discover a species, they get to name it. And it's probably no surprise, but scientists are geeks. And they love that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so definitely go check it out. This is an article from back in December. So really not that far ago. But you can look it up. And it is, a, I have to say, it's a striking similarity. Although nobody who put on the hat then turned into a spider or got sorted into a spider house. So I'm a little disappointed. But, you know, Exrovisica Gryffindori. Welcome to the world. And and now I'm caught up. I feel great. I learned something that I did not know previous to, to today. And that's the knowledge we we pass on to you, the uh, the listener or the viewer, free of charge. <laughs> For just one Google search a month, you too can have all the information on the internet. That's right. Or DuckDuckGo. What? <laughs> whatever what? Duck, whatever duck, your duck, duck, engine search is. Is that what you're talking about? Is that a, that a yeah, search? I thought it was duck, called DuckDuckGo. Or they, they changed their name there. I don't know. I was I was just uh, referring to the popular game that's actually Duck Duck Goose, but for some fucking reason, people up north like to call it Duck Duck Gray Duck. I've never no, it's Duck Duck Goose. I'm I'm from up north. I'm pretty far up north I, as it is. I've I never have, heard to call that. I have heard of Duck Duck Gray Duck. We we in um in my mythical land of Buffalo would play Duck Duck Goose, but I have heard of Duck Duck Gray Duck. So he is not making that up. See now I have to ask my adopted Buffalo and wife. If she's heard of that before, I, I think it's to... more of a it's more of a like Michigan come like Minnesotan, uh, Wisconsin Northern, not y'all Yankees. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So like a transplant for ten years, well, I don't know, might not have picked it up, but like early onset Buffaloans might recognize it. Yeah, it's a it's a Minnesota thing. I just really quickly looked it up, and not that Buffalo is Minnesota, but it's surprising how Western New York is more culturally related to central the central United States than to the New York that we are in. And so, um, yeah, it's it's always kind of funny whenever I hear people making fun of the Minnesota. I'm like, oh, that's some people from the Buffalo that I know, except it's a little bit of an exaggerated accent. No. So, yeah, Duck Duck Gray Duck is a variation played in Minnesota. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all that it has more of a Midwestern flavor or vibe. I just got back from Pittsburgh a couple of days ago. So Pittsburgh is one of those towns that is pretty heavily Midwest influenced or just straight up in the Midwest, even though it's in the same state as Philadelphia, which is more of a east, decidedly East Coast city. Uh, you can get literally anywhere in New Jersey or Delaware from Philly quicker than you get to, to Pittsburgh. And I think the same is true for Ohio. You can get anywhere in Ohio from Pittsburgh quicker than you get to Philly. But if you try to leave New Jersey, it'll cost you. 
Oh yeah, you that's the one set you cannot leave for free. Like we ran into trouble with my wife's easy pass and uh, I had to make sure she had a five because we had to go back to <laughs> so Jersey. So your easy pick. pass wasn't easy? Not so easy at all, and that's why we don't buzz market them. Not like so yeah. I, I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yeah, so I had to make sure that my wife had a five so she could leave New Jersey after picking up our dog. Or else I won't let you leave. Who's like our listener? Our listening audience. Um, I should point this out before we get into our like important news and announcements and stuff. We're actually using the video option for Skype, which we almost never do for Club Shark, even though the technology has been there for years. So it's a little different. I get to see you guys, and I get to see our buddy Jason, who's on the call. How you doing, Jason? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> well, there we go. I guess we should get right into it. I should probably just tag in Jonathan. I'm gonna hold my hand until Jonathan takes it. Tag. Tag me in, buddy. Tagged. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. so Jason is actually a part of a couple of D&D games that I'm playing, and we'll get to another reason why he's here in just a bit, but, uh, but it's been a lot of fun, and he has been super patient with the, with the antics of my super dumb former male model pal- paladin, uh, Zoo Lando. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a reason why he's called that. But, After bo- Botchmaster, obviously. But do you want to uh, give the, the rundown of what exactly we are doing this Sunday? Well, so um, our friend and fellow cast member of Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, uh, John Sedlak, he, his family is having some problems right now. Uh, his dad has, uh, has late stage cancer and John has actually gone to his, to be with his family, uh, as his dad has moved to hospice care. Uh, it's not a good situation at all. Um, so one thing, given what John loves to do, uh, to try and try and help out, I guess I should preface it with this with, um, it's a little tough. His family set up a GoFundMe. Uh, there was a project that they wanted to do, something very special for their dad, where he danced with all of his daughters in wedding dresses, and John went up there to help out and to film it, and it was this wonderful thing. But there were costs associated with it, and as well, costs associated with this whole fucking cancer process. It's just awful. So his family set up a, a, a GoFundMe, and... Uh, we'll get to the URL uh, if someone has it handy. I believe it's uh, GoFundMe slash uh, Daddy Daughter Dances. I think so. We'll make sure the the link is up, but I'll I'll double check that now. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the on the stream right now. Uh, so one of the things that we wanted to do for this GoFundMe was to bring some attention to it. We've all, it, it, social media is, is definitely a thing and it can definitely be a powerful tool to help. And to that end, we want to bring some attention to this GoFundMe. It is uh, www.gofundme.com slash daddy daughters dance. What we wanted to do was play a charity Dungeons and Dragons game uh, this Sunday, uh, February 28th, and we'll be kicking off at 1 p.m. Central. We're going to be playing this game with a bunch of our friends, people that you know from Dungeons, Dragons, and Drunks, people you know from the from the Rooster Teeth community. 
all of us are going to be to be playing D&D on a charity stream to bring some awareness to this to this GoFundMe. Ultimately, the goal is to is to get some more donations there. This is this is money that's going to be going to to uh, to medical expenses, to the to the burden that his family's under right now. And we want to help. And we figured along with anything, any money that we've given, this is something that we can do for him uh, and for his family. So the stream is going to be called Heroes of the Heart, uh, and it's going to be hosted on the Glibshark stream. That, that's the name of the event. And we're going to be, we're going to try and, and as much as this sucks, we're going to try and, and have some fun uh, with him in, in our hearts and uh, there in spirit. Uh, we're going to try and, and bring some awareness to that GoFundMe. Uh, Lauren has volunteered to DM this, uh, this event, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I am going to be acting as the, the host and sort of keeping the stream going because things like to break, and I'm pretty good at fixing stuff, so that's what I'm going to be contributing. But, uh, but you can see people like, like Jack Edithel, uh aka Travancore, you'll see uh, Jules, aka um, aka Bernie Bur Q Burns, and you're going to see our guest, Jason, he's going to be playing with us. You're, you're going to see a lot of faces that you've probably seen around John, because we're all his friends. And uh, and we'll we'll get to some de some more details here because we're, there are some perks. But right now the the main thrust of this is this is what we're doing this Sunday, 1 p.m. Central, and we're gonna have we're gonna hopefully have some fun and and also do some good. And and I for one am, am super well excited is kind of a weird word to use this in this circumstance i'm not excited to do a fundraiser for my friend who's in this sort of terrible situation but i'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm i'm able to do something i'm able to, to take a tangible difference in in their lives and for someone i actually know so for those who don't know like john john's dad jeff he did us a solid like he's i've known john since like 2008 and whenever I would go to his house, I was always, you know, very welcome and very gracious. And I could tell it was a happy place. And even in the early years of RT Philly, for those of you who can remember that far back, uh, Jeff did us a solid. Uh, the facility that we had a live music for, um, unfortunately, didn't have the equipment that we needed. And uh, we were stuck. We didn't have the speakers or anything we could use. And it was kind of a mess. And that's, this is early on in my event planning career. So there's stuff I just didn't even process or know. But luckily... You know, John got on the phone, called his dad, and he drove 45 minutes all the way from South Jersey to, to Center City, Philadelphia, or University City, Philadelphia, to drop off the equipment. And it was no sweat. He didn't seem bothered by it or annoyed by it. He thought it was as cool that what we're doing. And he, he was full of questions, just asked me all kinds of stuff about the attendance and what it was. And just – the guy was true blue. And to even think that there's – you know, about his daughters and his family and all that, like – I'm, I have a little girl on the way to think about not being able to see, you know, them grow up. It's it's heartbreaking, and especially now, it's easy to feel powerless. Like you can't do anything about this, but you can at least make sure that you know this financial burden of that last, you know, joy, that moment that you'd want to have for your family. If God forbid you in that situation, you're able to do that. You have the power to help out, and and in a really cool way too, because again, John loves D and D. We all do. And I think not only are we going to be able to take something bad and something awful and make something kind of fun and beautiful out of it and maybe help out, 
but you're able to feel good about yourself too. You really feel like you have agency. You have the ability and the impact to to make a difference. Don't ever feel otherwise. Yeah, I would I would rather have a, a thousand people donate one dollar than Bill Gates show up and pay the whole thing because then a thousand people feel you know good about being able to do something and it's it you know we we kind of sadly we see it all the time and where somebody is in trouble financially because this country is screwed up especially when it comes to medical finances and people are able to come together and pull together and make the money not the important part because in a situation like this the money shouldn't be the important thing that people focus on the money shouldn't be the reason that this doesn't happen the it, it that should never be the case and so if we can worry about the money for a little bit so they, they don't have to and if if we can bring you know whatever money we can to the table by bringing people who may not know John or his family to the table then you know then we will have brought our dollar and maybe we'll bring 999 more also i will be dming and so yes it's a one shot with all new characters so hey uh one of those perks is you get to give uh some people advantage on their roles and that includes me so if, if you like playing the chaotic evil part of the campaign and still want to do good you can donate to have me get advantage on stuff yay and that's a fun way of making a D&D game interactive. And we've done that in the past with our live D&D &D shows in the last couple of years at RTX and other, and other places as such. And uh, for those who've done it, you know exactly how it feels to be able to, to impact the players one way or the other. You can be you can go Paragon or Renegade with this. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. And so the, the deal is um, if you donate to their GoFundMe, you can uh, specify, I think it's, uh, what were the, the amounts that we decided so they're, on? So they're minimum uh, donations. So if you donate more than this, uh, you can you can certainly do that. There's nothing saying you can't. Or you can donate multiples of these to give out multiples of them. But uh, the first donation tier is, uh, is the Blessing of the Gods. And that gives a player that you choose advantage on a roll. And that's something that they can use in the game. Uh, the other donation tier, uh, $13, is a smite of the gods. And that's where Lauren gets to use a, a role with, at advantage. And, and so... And by Lauren, we mean the The, the, the dungeon monsters. masters and the monsters, yes. The, the dungeon master is just making the game happen. It's the monsters that are trying to kill the player. So the monsters get advantage. I'm just... Uh, administrate being the administrator for them that's all <laughs> so yes you can go and donate and you can donate in multiples and then there will be multiple blessings or smitings and um you can donate in advance so if you can't make the stream on sunday we will you can donate in advance we will give you a shout out we will be able to use your blessing or smite at the time uh certainly we'd love for you to be there and if you do donate live on you know while we're streaming we'll we'll get your your smite or your blessing in there but definitely um, this is an opportunity to be able to do some good and get involved in the stream, even if you have to watch it afterwards. <laughs> we are going to 
posted afterwards, right? I just realized I said that. Like, it'll be on Twitch. You can watch it on the Glib Shark Twitch. Yes, it'll be uh, the it'll be all on Twitch TV slash Glib Shark, and that's that's going to be where you we're going to go to see all the stuff. So we are we are very excited to uh, to bring that to you guys. Um, let's go ahead and and I I want to talk a little bit about about uh i don't know what i want to talk about this is this is all really hard guys like this right. is a really weird situation and it's yeah t- 10 years in broadcasting isn't going to prepare you necessarily to talk about something where it's like i mean i don't like asking people for money it's just something where which is weird because i find myself doing it a lot more than i'd like to not because for, oh, I need money for my, my own personal needs, but for other causes and stuff like that. Uh, for instance, my church is doing a fundraiser for, for their – or for their – to get a new speaker system, to new sound system for their uh, for their choir and everything like that. And I gave it a shout-out last week. Even that gives me the heebie-jeebies of the weirdness. But when it's something like this, when it's a community thing, I don't think of it necessarily as going hat in hand. I think of it as saying this is an opportunity to sort of you know build and reinforce the community that we already have, that we are – spread out across all across the country all across the world in fact and when there's time of need for the one of us who you know we we see our friends our family aren't necessarily people that are right around us they're people that are all all over and so when there's a flashpoint like this that can bring us together i mean even if it's a sad flashpoint it's an opportunity for us to otherwise wouldn't get a chance to sort of play even not not just players in the game but the people who are donating it's an opportunity for us to sort of, you know, come together as a family once again in times of need, and that's kind of what family does. And friends, because friends are the family you choose. So John's been there for a lot of you guys, especially at different times. I mean, I know him. He has a heart of gold, and he gives, like, A-plus hugs. And, you know, for those of you who are listening who love John, this is your opportunity to be here for him. Yeah, and it's just, I mean... The charity events like this are easier to talk about in the positive sense. I mean, we're all kind of familiar with raising money for extra life or raising money for, you know, some of the some organizations that, yes, they they do serious things for serious folk. But that's a little bit more of a, a celebratory, easier thing to celebrate. Yeah, this is this sucks we wish we didn't have to do this we wish all of this could just go away um and so yeah it it sucks to think about so i think the takeaway here is uh go tell the people you love you love them and donate what you can or spread the word if you can't because that way we can tell john and his family that we love them yeah and this is this is just our way of doing that i mean i i think uh, there are there definitely have been some of us who have already donated but this is this is something more this is beyond the 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 card that you get at target this is this is a a gesture and to that end we we do want people to have awareness of this of this gofundme that is the whole point uh again yeah. www.gofundme.com slash daddy daughters dance um well, you're gonna you're gonna hear that a lot and uh, starting tonight and going all week, we're going to be posting about it. We're going to be pointing people to the to the the Twitch and to the uh, to the GoFundMe. We're going to be introducing our characters. We we have a lot of characters that we're going to be that are, that are getting debuted here, and we're going to have a ton of fun. 
and you'll want to get to know them quick as quickly as possible because since it's a one shot, they might not survive the encounter. <laughs> and the cool thing is not only are you able to help out, but you're able to do it in a sort of interactive and holistic way in that John would love doing something John loves doing and that we all love doing. So from that standpoint, it's actually kind of a lot more fun than a straight up fundraiser would be. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this is like, we're in a new age of fundraisers. This isn't yeah. the, this isn't the telethons where you have a song and dance. Although some people still do that pretty successfully. This is the age of, Hey, I'm going to do all the destiny raids without facing the boss. And that's what I'm going to do for 24 hours. Or I'm going to play a, 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 a mini game in a pen and teller Sega CD game for literally days. Desert yeah. bus for hope. In the, yeah. In the, in the end, it all stems. I mean, even the telethons, it all stems from the same place. It's I'm if I can't convince you to donate because you personally are impacted by this, maybe I can give you your money's worth in entertainment because there will always be people out there who um, don't know anything about what's going on. But hey, your song and dance routine was awesome. And you said instead of, you know, if, if you like it, drop a dollar into the hat. Yeah. You know, it, it's this is this is modern street performers, except when you put the dollar in the hat, it goes to a worthy cause instead. And so as as a performer myself, as someone who has both donated time and effort and talent and years of experience to uh, be part of a whole variety of these kinds of fundraisers, um, it's a it's a noble effort and noble cause, especially since a lot of the time those of us who are performing often all we have to offer is time. We don't have the money. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, it's. But you should feel good enough that we're good enough at D&D to busk. <laughs> That's kind of what we're doing. We're D&D busking buskers. for a cause. Yes. Yeah. God and, bless you, Jerry Lee Lewis. And for those who are curious how I would approach a character, I think. From a recording standpoint, the only person or character you guys have seen from me is is Travancore or, you know, Sterling, the proto Travancore. Like that character is sort of the one you've seen me perform for the past, you know, year and some change, two years or what have you. So to see me take on something completely different, um, no spoilers. I'll, I'll release it later on, but not a half elf, not an archer, something completely different. Good. Yeah, yeah there's, that's, that's I will point, not right? spoil anything, but there's already some crazy characters out there. I I, I told the players um, kind of the same rules that I actually give most of when uh, most of my players when they're deciding on characters. Uh, we just went through this uh, about two months ago with my home game doing Storm King's Thunder. I said anything that is an official published uh, race and or class from Wizards of the Coast. And by published, I include the... Um, the, the books, the main books, including Volo's Guide and the the Dungeon Master Guide and the, the Player's Handbook. But I also included um, uh, the Elemental Evil expansion that includes, uh, say, Aarakocra, which happened to be one of my favorite races to play. Um, and if someone wanted to go with one of the um, Unearthed Arcana things, uh, which Unearthed Arcana is, it's technically 
playtest material. It's technically not finalized, but it is official Wizards of the Coast. And my view is if they feel confident enough to put it out in some kind of official capacity, it's worth playing. So basically just not a homebrew thing. Don't don't come to me with something you found off of DM's Guild that I know nothing about that I can't go to Wizards of the Coast and find information. Um, that being said, that includes a gigantic list of dozens of races, dozens of classes, all with several subtypes in them. And I think our... And one of the nice things about a, a one-shot like this is you can go ahead and play something crazy just to give it a try, just to see, you know, because there's not the weight of, well, if I if I try this and I don't like it, I'm kind of stuck with it. No, no one's stuck with anything. It's we're going to play for a day and I, you can go nuts. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see. I, some of the stuff that's already come out is a little crazy. It's like a friend of mine in high school sold me on punk and like ska and music like that this way he said well they're all short songs so if you like it great but if you don't they'll be over soon enough yep yeah so uh, our audience for D and D may have grown by one and uh so on the road we were you know my wife and i were driving to pittsburgh to visit family and uh she listened to her first episode of D and D, and uh dude so jonathan magic muscular made her like almost squirt milk out of her nose she thinks you're hilarious dude yay yeah. Did she listen yeah. to the most recent episode? She actually started way in the beginning. So we listened to episodes two and three because those were the first ones. And it's funny. Like, I remember in the beginning we had to break up episodes. And for some yep. reason in my mind, I thought that, you know, one and two was one part. And then two and three, three and four would be different parts. So I figured, let me start with part, a new story. And it ends up right in the middle of part, episode three is actually the second part of the two-part episode. <laughs> so I had to explain the whole thing with Brad and Sori. And we listened to the two after the fact. And, uh. And man, she was just loving, it. especially like the whole like episode three, not to spoil it too much, but there is a certain part where there is a rule that uh, I don't understand very well. And Jonathan is doing his best to explain it. But that is to say he's exasperated <laughs> to explain it. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't heard it yet. But uh, but it, those little misunderstandings about game mechanics uh, coupled with alcohol make for a very entertaining show. And it happens to everybody. I mean, I, I the the episodes that are up right now were one or two episodes behind where we've been recording. And I've already gotten people online who are like, hey, do you know that this spell that Bernie is using, she's not using it quite in the correct way? I'm like, it's funny you mention that. Because <laughs> I figured that out, like, last week. And so she got away with it for a bunch of weeks. But you haven't listened to the part in where I figured out she got away with it. So yeah, I I forget things all the time or I miss stuff and I I feel like it's all it's all okay. You know, nobody's expected to know all of the rules and everything and be perfect all the time, even me. And I feel like for me personally, if I make a mistake as long as I make the mistake in a way that either leads to more fun or doesn't hurt the players, I'm okay. And that's kind of my philosophy. And as the legend of D&D &D grows, like the mistakes that we made early on become part of the collective history of the project. Like Pensbury Manor, all those historical recreations that make mistakes in the recreation. The Torgog will actually say, well, we actually got this wrong. But it's kind of yeah. cool. So we left it. And and in the end, it's D&D &D &D, yeah. and it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons. So whatever we say goes. 
and that's the fun thing about this weekend that we're actually getting a different group. Like I love our group. I love our, 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 our party and everything like that, but we're playing with some people you may not have heard recorded before, may not have heard in the setting to see those personalities bounce off of each other. I'm, I'm going to be really excited to, to see how that plays out. Me too. I'm always happy to DM for new people, especially, especially in a low, low-ish stress situation like this. Like, yeah, we're doing this for a cause and there's a purpose and there's a reason and we're going to try to be on top of our game. But as far as like the, the, the weight of, I want to be able to continue to play this for more than just today. Like that is, that's a very freeing thing. One shots are, are very open for everybody involved to do all sorts of stuff. So in fact, I just said yes to somebody asked uh, yesterday if they could be a certain type of character that most of the time I would actually say no to in a group that I was trying to make sure was cohesive. But I said, you know what? We're only playing for a couple hours and it's still one shot. So sure, I don't care. Go for yeah, it. And there's nothing to stop someone from going like full on kamikaze if that's what the, the mission calls for. Because, yeah. hey, it's just a one time thing. Like there's, In D&D, there's no bad death. There is only the only the only bad death is one that isn't epic. And you know what? Any any death can be epic if you try. So, yeah, if someone someone's like to save the group, I'm going to suicide grunts into this. Then sure. Yeah, I'll, I will make it the most epic death ever. We bards will be born singing your praises. It will happen. A bard will appear in the game and and start to sing the tale of your de- of your epic saving of the party death. I promise that. Oh man. Uh oh. Jonathan has a ukulele. I do. Whoa, that is so weird. Like be able to play off of each other visually. And uh, by the way, <laughs> we normally record this, and we're all in, we're all naked when we record. It's just something we do. We just happen to be wearing clothes today, so oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> so we, as strong as we are, just playing off of each other's voices, I can actually see like things on your face. So it's cool to be able to play off of uh, facial expressions that way too, and see yeah, stuff for, in the background. For dungeon for dungeon drunks, we we play with the. Uh, we play using Skype and Roll20. And Roll20 is awesome. And Roll20 actually has its own video audio player in it. But we were having some some difficulties with it. So we switched over to Skype just to make sure that it was easy to see each other and, and hear each other. And that alleviates a lot of the issues of not being in the same room. Uh, and... One of the cool things is, yes, nominally this is a one-time thing. These characters sort of go away forever. But D&D is such a weird thing where we're only a Superboy dimension punch away from maybe seeing one of these surviving characters at some point. Or maybe they come from the reality where the characters survived and they previously died. It's funny. Yeah. Like, uh, I, the, I'm not playing in the game. Uh, that may change. And I do have a character as a backup that, uh, that very well may uh come and play but uh i i have a druid that i wanted to play uh because i just started reading about druids and they're badass and he he is definitely someone that could cross over to another game should one of my characters die and i don't think you have to worry about jonathan the magic muscular because uh well, he's pretty invincible. I mean, I got to say, he nothing can touch him. 
he he says <laughs> that, his DM is sitting right over there. But that fireball though. As wasn't it just a few minutes ago that we were talking about an episode in where no, Travancore was no, talking in circles about that no, was no. not something that happened. Uh, but nope. But it, 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 it squishy wizards never die. It, they they never do. It wouldn't be my first. Nope. It wouldn't be my first wizard actual death, but um, or my last, or my third. My, oh, my fuck. Last I killed lots of wizards. What the fuck? My, my final character in a fourth edition game was a dragonborn dragon sorcerer because you can't have too many dragons in your title. Mm. Um, did I ever tell you about Maycor? Uh-uh. All right. I'll, I'll make this short and sweet and to the point. Uh, fourth edition, by the end of fourth edition, things got crazy, yo. And... There was uh, a way to make a drag a, a character who was a dragon sorcerer, and if he was dragonborn, um, without going into all the details, dragonborn can do this breath attack, and it's pretty powerful. And the way they mitigated that is you can usually only do it once a day, except um, there was this fun way in fourth edition, and where if you were like a, a not even a high level, you could make it so that if you took damage that was the same type as your dragon breath, you would recharge your dragon breath. And then you could do this other thing in where when you breathed, um, you would breathe on all of you breathe on everybody and then your friends would take damage. It was like, oh, whoopsie, except you could take this feat in where you could choose to take the damage instead of your friends. So that essentially suspiciously like Bishop from the X-Men. He well, Makor, if if I was being polite, was making sure that his friends were okay and using it to his advantage if i was being naughty he was essentially hurting himself to make things go because what he would do is he would run in he'd breathe on everybody he would take the damage off of his friends and because he took damage of his same breath type he'd get his breath back so his he wouldn't really cast a lot of spells like he would but his main thing was he would run in and just breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe he was ridiculous he was absolutely ridiculous and then um there was ways of mitigating that damage, but he was still taking damage all the time. So uh, Makor came very close to dying a lot. And his death, because he did die in the end, he, he took a, a final death. Um, he died fighting a dragon and uh, was the last person in his party who died. Everybody else had, had fallen over and died. And he had the opportunity to run away and decided that it was better to go in doing what he did best, which was breathing on shit. So he died as he lived, hurting himself so that he could breathe on shit. He was epic. Wow. He was ridiculous, but he was epic. <laughs> he was, I wish there was a way to make him a tank. He would have been unstoppable, but he had to be a sorcerer. So yeah, squishy, 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 squishy tanks. He was excellent. I miss him. I still have his mini up there on my shelf. Aww. I make or. Right now, I don't have a character. I just realized that. Like, I I'm DMing everywhere. This is the first time in a while. Hmm. Wow. Also, apparently, my tea is ready. Two things to think about, not just one. <laughs> one, you have no D D and D character. Two, your tea is ready. Things you could only learn on Glibshark. Okay. 
So we know when we're doing this event, and we know uh, how we can help out and chip in, and we know what we're doing it for. What are what other information I'm trying to think do we need going into this uh, this grand adventure we're having? I am, I am looking at uh, at that here. Sorry, I I cannot uh, uh, type and. I cannot type in and talk at the same time, but I think all of that information okay. is is there. Now, now one thing, one peculiarity of all this is normally if we had a fundraising page, we would say, hey, go ahead and if you buy a, a Blessing of the God for $5 or a Smite of the God at 13 we'd say in your donation, uh, put which player that's for uh, in, the, in the case of the, the Blessing of the Gods. Please do not do that. Uh, the GoFundMe page is their family GoFundMe page. They, John, so far is the only one that knows that we're doing this. And I, I actually just told him. And, and let me go ahead and, and read his response here uh, after, I, after I tweeted our intentions. Fuck you, you made me cry. Oh. Oh. Sounds like something he that's that's him. That's definitely something he would say. He rolled a one on his constitution saving. Throw. Right. Wait, constitution is what you'd use to save against crying? Uh, I guess it depends. Maybe will. Oh, what to say? Except there's not a willpower anymore in fifth edition, so I went it's constitution. constitution. Yeah. Oh, well. Because constitution there would be save? what you would use. Yeah, I guess there is. No, I'm not. You know what? It's not will. It's constitution because I feel like. I feel like it's the kind of thing in where it's trying to hold back a physical response. And that's, that's constitution. See, so I'm the like, DM. I say, yeah, there you go. So it's like, damn it, Jenga, do not cry. Yeah. Ooh, 17. Jenga does not cry. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, to more, to more to my point, uh, this is not, this is a GoFundMe page. That is something that we're not running. So, uh, what we're what we request people do, and the, and as we post about it on Facebook, uh, which will hopefully be soon, right, Jack? Yeah, I should get something if not today, then early tomorrow. Morning, okay, just because it's a little late on my end. Um, let's make sure we get that. And and one thing we're gonna we're gonna go over is that if you do donate and you do want to donate uh, in the name of the stream and get some of these stream perks. Wherever you saw that in, whether it was on a Facebook post or on Red versus Blue uh, or roosterteeth.com, <laughs> I guess, uh, mm -hmm. please indicate in that space what you want to have happen. Uh, don't put it in the stream or in the, in the donation uh, page. Go ahead and let us know. And before the game, we're going to go to all these different places. Everyone's going to kind of report in what they've gotten, and then, and then we'll go from there. On the day... Let us know in the in the Twitch chat. I'm going to be monitoring that. I'm going to be monitoring our Twitter, and I'm going to be monitoring uh, as many other places as I can. Uh, and and I'll be providing some of that engagement. I'll be saying, "Hey, so and so donated, and they give they give points to points to Lori. She now has an extra uh, blessing of the God." Or oh. So and so is a jerk, and now the DM has a smite of the gods and, and stuff like they're that. They're not being a jerk; they're being fair and <laughs> donating to a worthy cause. Yes. No, you are not being a jerk. You are being. You are evening the odds. Yes, because classically, a lot more of the ble blessings have gone through than the smites. Uh, so yes, e evening out the odds is definitely good. But but let us know 
in those spaces. If you if you can, let's let's allow. This is this is so fucking weird because like with these charity things, it's it's someone you don't know that you're trying to help, but this is someone we do know. So, uh, I, I think the GoFundMe page can be a place for for more somber messages, more more heartfelt messages. But let us know, like, wh- if you do donate and you want some of these perks uh, in this D and D game, let us know what you've gotten, and then we'll we'll go ahead and act on it. pretty impressive like we got a good hour in before we had anything even remotely resembling dead air i i think jonathan summed it up pretty nicely and i i think the only other thing we can say is you know we love you john i i hope you're listening to this we do love you this is something that uh that i have to give credit where credit's due uh lori came up with this idea and and i'm really really glad she did uh you yeah. have a lot of friends that that are rolling with this and rolling with this ah uh, and, yeah. and uh and and all all of our hearts are with you and your family and this is just this is just our little way of helping yeah. our sound producer is Jonathan little way of helping Serna I'll, I'll I'll not I'll not uh, say anything this time yeah there we go you get one you actually kind of like well, let's, but, let's uh, not go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough feelings and emotionality. We all we all passed our constitution saving throw. So you may have heard some words at the beginning of this broadcast. Uh, that's from Bob Ball, our uh, announcer and a voice actor. You may have heard some music at the beginning and the end of the show. That's from our dear buddy, Linnea Boyev. And you have spent another hour listening to Globeshark. We thank you for it. So on behalf of Jonathan, Lauren, and the entire Globeshark staff, and this time the everyone behind... Uh, Heroes of God, I'm blanking out. Heroes on this now. of the heart. Heroes of the heart. Thank you. Uh, this is Jack Edithol saying good night, good health, and we love my... you. Yes, that's actually the perfect. We 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 love you. That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five star catch. Or follow us on Twitter, at Glibshark. You can even drop us a line, glibshark at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.